Hello and welcome to another episode of Victor's Corner. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, one half of the Codex Prime podcast, and today is December 30th, 2021. We are just less than 48 hours away from the new year, 2022, uh, which is on the horizon. And as promised, um, this is my uh, long-awaited reviews of both Blank Man and Meteor Man. Um, just to get into it here, well, before, well, actually, before we get started, uh, with the reviews here, first, I want to, uh, thank everybody. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, uh, to the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, it's been another, another terrific year podcast wise. Um, I know that, you know, you know, in, in, in the real world, things have been, you know, perhaps less than ideal, even though, you know, in terms of the pandemic, you know, we are in a better place now than we were at this time last year in 2020. And I hope and my hope is that we're going to be in an even better place at this time next year in 2022. So uh, but once again, uh, we thank I thank you all for watching our podcast, uh, you know, you know, chatting with us in our in our group chats on on facebook live um also uh, watching our episodes um listening to our episodes whether it's soundcloud spotify itunes iHeartRadio, wherever you get uh this podcast uh we thank you for taking time to listen to us and and offering your support um it's been great and uh as of now um i'm just looking in and i'm just waiting to see some comments appear on my end um for some reason i don't see any comments here yet but it's a little slow on my end i guess because you know i have the i you know i'm the one controlling the feed but but uh yes um as i've as i've said uh uh just a couple minutes ago um, i will be reviewing uh two uh beloved i guess you can say um uh black superhero films in the uh black cinema canon um and just to give you a, a, a brief background, just to catch y'all up as to why I'm reviewing these two films, um, as promised, um, uh, Carl and I made a bet on this year' podcast uh, shortly before the 2021 Video Game Awards, in which um, in which uh, we 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 made predictions on winners for each category in that awards ceremony, and the person uh, between us who gets the most wins out of our respective picks. We'll have to rev- we'll have the other co-host review uh, two films of the other co-host choosing now. Um, uh, Carl, uh, now, now I I made the wager that if I lost and if Carl won, I would review these two films that you see on my Zoom background here. And if I won, then Carl would have had to uh, watch and review both uh, *Hereditary* by Ari Aster and *Cannibal Holocaust*. Um, well, for some reason, because Carl is a masochist, he's a stickler for punishment, he went ahead and watched Cannibal Holocaust anyway, a film that I still steadfastly refuse to watch, and I will, and I probably never will. Um, but I think that uh, he should definitely take the time to watch Hereditary, because Hereditary is, a, is an awesome uh, family-friendly film, um, and I think that it, it, can, it can make a good Christmas film, too, if you look at it from a certain point of view. Um, but yeah, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm guessing uh, with the amount of shares here, I guess Carl might be watching amongst us, so he may be uh, um, sharing uh, this here uh, episode. Uh, so yeah, um, 
so yeah, um, for some re- and for some reason, um, I'll I'll have to view the comments um, after after this episode's over because for some reason I can't view uh, your comments unfortunately. But please feel free to leave as many comments as you can uh, throughout this uh, review of uh, both films. So, um, because I lost the bet of the video game awards, here I am as promised. I spent my hard-earned money purchasing uh, a DVD copy of uh, Blank Man, as you can see right here, um, from Amazon, and I purchased a Blu-ray copy of Robert Townsend's The Meteor Man, as you can see in my hand as I hold it up to the, the lens here. It's blending into the background at the moment. So, yeah, you know, with both films, I with both Blank Man and Meteor Man, um, as you all know, I took a lot of flack. Um, a lot of crit- criticism, if you will, uh, from Carl and, and, and dear friend of the show, Afton, and of course, our our, our good brothers, uh, podcast brothers, Pop Stew, um, Aaron Ferguson and Chris Stewart. Um, they took umbrage at the fact that I as that I stated my dislike uh, for both films. Now, um now just now just to recap uh when i was a ki- i haven't watched these films uh since i was a kid so this so this to me watching these films nearly like over 20 almost like 25 years later you know it's kind of like watching them for the first time now for me but um but at the time like like i explained in this podcast you know when i was a kid you know i was into you know you know tim burton's batman you know and of course the christopher reeve superman films well the first two anyway and you know i felt that I felt I felt insulted as a as a black comic book fan because I you know I wanted to see you know black superheroes as cool as Batman and Superman with the same level of quality and production value and instead I took I I took umbrage as a kid that we got comedy characters or what I felt were joke characters you know because it's like oh yeah yeah give the give, give the negro fans their 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 crumbs so they can shut the f up and it's like man why can't we have serious superheroes on a on a level of a batman on the level of a of, of a superman you know you know what i mean why can't we have a dark knight and a man of steel you know or or or, or what have you um, and, and, you know, in, and, you know, in 97, we had Spawn, but, you know, aside from Michael Jai White's uh, 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 portrayal, which he, you know, he worked well with what he was given, you know, Spawn wasn't, Spawn wasn't very good. Um, if, in fact, it was just outright bad. Um, also, we had Shaquille O'Neal Steel. Um, and I don't think anybody in the comments or anybody watch, else watching or listening would argue about the merits of that film. <laughs> Um, and then we also had Blade, which also, which was, was, which was, which was a serious comic book, you know, something close to a superhero that, uh, black superhero f- uh, film that we got at the time, even though Blade is not really a superhero, but he's, he's an antihero. Um, but, you know, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I, I, I was, I was one of those who was railing against the fact that, you know, we didn't get the quote unquote serious superheroes at the time. So, you know, for many, for many decades, I dismissed both Blank Man and Meteor Man, I did not, I did not want to hear about the so-called merits of both films. You know, I I just dismissed them as you know just '90s '90s piffle that deserved to, you know, be swept in swept into in its, into the dustbin of the '90s decade, along with you know such films as like Space Jam and all that, um, and all that jazz. But um, but you know, fast forward now in 2021, you know, here I am, you know, watching taking the time to watch both films 
and you know revisiting them you know for the first time since i was a kid and you know watching both blank man and meteor man i gotta tell you i i gotta i gotta be really honest with you people with with uh with everyone watching it, it may very well be, be that because i've been in such a great mood you know in the past month or so you know i've actually past couple of months you know i i, I you know life life is good you know, I feel good. I feel loose. I feel, you know, I, I feel uplifted, you know, I, I feel, I feel like a, 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 a sense of calm and clarity like this, this past, um, these, these past couple of months. Um, and, and that, and, and, and you know, and being that it's the holidays, it, it, it that may very well uh, factor into, uh, you know, my reviews for these films. But I got to tell you, when I, when I sat down and watched both Blank Man and Meteor Man, after all these years, man, I gotta say, I enjoyed watching both films. I know it's a shock after all the smack talk I had against both films on this podcast for the past several months, um, since August actually. I gotta say, re watching these films again after twenty something years with a, with a new set of eyes, with a new perspective. I really did enjoy both films. Now, now, granted, both films certainly aren't perfect, and I do like one more one one of these films more so than the other. Um, but yo, I I sat down and I don't know, man. I I just started chuckling. I started laughing. You know, I I actually really got into. Um, um, I I was I was I was actually picking up what both Blank Man and Meteor Man were putting down. Um, and I know that might be a shock to uh, a lot of people here. Uh, I, I know I can picture Afton and Carl clutching their their collective pearls. I, I can picture Pop Stew doing the same thing. But yeah, I, I can I can picture John, you know, having a having a coronary right now as we speak. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed both films, and I, and I do want to get into um, you know you know some of the reasons why I, I enjoyed both both Black Man and Meteor Man, and and so first. You know, I, I do want to get into um, uh, uh, the, Damon, the Damon Wayans uh, film, Blank, uh, Blank Man, uh, which came out in 1994, uh, directed by Mike Binder. And this film has a has a has a pretty, you know, has a pretty substantial cast. It's got Damon Wayans, uh, David Allen Greer, John Polito, Robin Givens, Jason Alexander, uh, the late uh, great Lynn Thigpen, uh, Christopher Lawford. Um, this this film, uh, Blank Man. Um, and, and just to give you, and just to give y'all y'all newbies what the film is about. So, Blank Man, it's a it's a comedy, it's a 19, it's a comedy superhero spoof film, and it's actually one of the earliest examples of uh, black superheroes on film. Um, and it's about it's about Damon Wayans plays this guy named um, uh, Daryl Walker, who's this massive nerd. Um, he's kind of you know he's socially inept, you know, but he always has a knack for. You know, inventing gadgets. You know, little knickknack cobbled together from knickknacks and trash he finds around the street. You know, his his, his grandmother, played by Ling Thigpen, is very supportive of his, of his endeavors. Uh, David Allen Greer, David Allen Greer, plays his brother Kevin Kevin Walker, um, who's who's perpetually exasperated at his bro at his younger nerdy brother's um, proclivities. You know, you know, basically tearing up the house. You know, taking up space with his inventions, including you know his his robot companion J Five, uh, which is like this portable washing machine with like flashlight eyes and a New York Yankees cap. 
And so the, the film takes place in Chicago. And in the film, uh, in the film, um, you know, it takes place in Chicago where, you know, the, the crime, crime is rampant. Um, there's, a, there's a mobster uh, named Michael Minnelli, uh, played by the late John Polito. Um, and he's trying to, you know, try to get in the good graces of the of the um, of the mayor uh, who wants to stamp out uh, Manelli's crime criminal empire and um, and, um, and and that sort of thing. And, you know, and, and you know, uh, and, and, you know, and after 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 a certain uh, tragedy, uh, uh, Daryl uh, takes it upon himself to uh, become a blank man, the uh, superhero. A superhero who uses his uh, who is who who uses his inventive know-how and nerdy genius to fight crime and to uh, take the fight uh, to Manelli and his mobster uh, goons. Um, interestingly, now now watching now watching uh, the the silliness of Blank Man unfold, I will admit and 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 you know shoutouts to friend of the show Afton, you know uh, the cider hunter. Um, she called me out rightfully uh when i took a classist um critique or a classist retort uh in in terms of you know dismissing blank man or the merits of blank man as a character uh because you know oh he just cobbles together trash like oh what is he tony stark building an arc reactor in a cave from a box of scraps and afton rightfully called me out and said that i was being classist for you know denigrating um uh, uh, Damian Wayne's character for for using his resources and his limited resources and what he had, uh, using it to the utmost of his abilities to to be inventive and to fight crime. Whereas I gave Tony Stark all the praise because of his massive wealth. Um, and and I admit, you know, that, that's a mea couple on my part. So I I fully uh, own up to my uh, classist perspective of um, and dismissive critique of. Um, of Daryl of one Daryl Walker, aka Blank Man. So I apologize for that. Um, watching the film now, I can definitely get. I, I was definitely picking up what the film was putting down in terms of seeing uh, Daryl's inventiveness and how he uh, took the fight took the fight um, to to the to the to the criminal element of Chicago. Um, interestingly, uh, one one thing that I noticed about the film is that um, you know you see. You see um, Daryl and his brother Kevin. They're inspired by Adam West's Batman. And this film, Blankman, also shares um, also shares that same kind of like through line with Adam West's Batman with Meteor Man, with, in which Meteor Man casts one of their main villains, Frank Gorshin, who, who famously played the Riddler. And he plays the main villain, the main mobster villain behind the Golden Lords in Robert Townsend's film. So it was interesting to see um, see that connective tissue of Adam West's Batman being that um, being that ref, that that focal point uh, in, in both films. Um, you know, I I, I, I did admi- I did admire and, and I didn't I didn't remember this, but I was actually watching the film again, Blank Man. I was actually quite surprised at how serious it got at points, where where yeah blank man is a broad silly comedic character but the film wasn't afraid to kind of delve to some of the darker elements of you know crime where you know his his grandmother you know is is part of you know she's working for the the mayor's um uh, uh political campaign and she's gunned down violently well she's gunned down violently off screen after she insults uh Minnelli. Um, when he's trying to, you know, uh, uh, kiss up to the the mayor, trying to bribe him, trying to put him in his pocket, 
And so once the once the grandmother is killed, um, you know, you, you, you do see a blank man sort of like take up the, the mantle to fight crime. Um, and, and you and you see where he and you see that that motivation that where where that, where his motivation comes from. So that's also kind of a that's also you know a reference to you know Batman where you know his so he witnesses his parents being gunned down and he takes up the mantle to fight crime. Also reference to many other superheroes who have that similar background, like like most most notably Peter Parker with you know Uncle Ben. Um, there was also also in terms of in, ter- in terms of some of the darkness in Blank Man. I also was was surprised to see um, the, the the fact that the film actually shows that you know the the superhero doesn't always save the day. There are points where where heroes fail and you can't save everybody. Um, most that's that's notably true in the scene where Blank Man tries to save the mayor, who's um, who's who's chained up in, uh, against this uh, bank safe and there's all these bombs strapped to him, and. And uh, the part that actually, you know, surprisingly got to me a little was where, was where the mayor's like, "No, go save yourselves." And then right before they run out, you know, Black Man turns around, he takes his mask off, and he reveals his identity to the mayor, and he, and he talks about how, you know, you know, my my grandmother looked up to you, um, you know, and, and she believed in your cause. And the mayor was like, you know, I'll say I'll say hi to her when I see her again, or something to that effect. And I was like, wow. And then. You know, um, the mayor just gets blown to smithereens, and and then you and then you see, you know, the the city turn against Blank Man as a result of his failure, and and the and the cops, of course, were totally incompetent. Like they gave him all the praise when he was successful, but also gave him all the blame when you know when the cops could have easily did the saving themselves, but they chose not to. So it was interesting to see um, th- those those serious elements um, in the film. You know, I missed all the broad comedy, so it wasn't just all, you know, all all slapstick and jokes. Um, even even though you can make an argument that tonally, in terms of like how silly Mike Man is, and then you have those 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 serious elements, it, it kind of is a clash. It doesn't really, it might not like may not gel as well as it as it does, but for the most part, it does work well enough to for you to for you to for the film to get its points across. Um, you know, I I I also, I, you know, I I also chuckled at how. Blankman was so into you know crime fighting that he would actually hum you know he would like go like he would like hum his own superhero theme like out loud as he was fighting criminals and then of course another Adam West Batman reference where um he's where him him and his brother other guy um are punching out uh, the um the the villains and then you see like the sound effects being illustrated on the screen much like the Adam West uh, car- uh show of the same uh, uh, classic show Batman um, of course, you know you had Robin Givens as the, as the main love interest. Um, you know that you know that I mean his his reaction, of course, is like yeah okay yeah sure that was a little overplayed, but you know y- 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 you know it, it was kind of humorous for what it was. Um, you know J five. I thought I thought we were gonna get more. I I, I didn't because I, I like I said I I I I, rem- I thought I remember J five having more of a bigger role like the hit the robot. Uh, his robot companion. Uh, it appears that you know J Five only had like a minimal role. He was just there to, you know, kind of like, I guess, have like the climactic uh, sacrifice scene, uh, where where he, I guess, like Black Man and the other guy like save the news station from being blown up, um, and then J Five dies, and then I was kind of that was a li- that was a little heartbreaking. You know, you kind of felt his pain. Um, 
you know, uh, also seeing Jason Alexander playing the sleazy uh, news editor who was um, uh, David Allen Greer's character's boss. That you know, that was a little amusing too. Um, you know, uh, and like I said, like you know, there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes in here that you know I I felt you know that I felt I felt made it a pretty entertaining film after all these years, and you know, watching it with with a renewed set of eyes, you know, I can appreciate Blank Man's place in the black film canon and also the uh the black superhero film slash television uh uh pantheon if you will um and 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 like i said i admit that you know i was way too harsh as a kid you know and for all these years against a blank man um you know uh yeah and and yes to just to echo my co-hosts uh borderline obnoxious uh, uh uh phrase yes blank man and meteor man crawled so that spawn could walk so that blade could run so that black panther could fly i i can see i i can kind of agree with that all right i can kind of agree with that um uh you know so so yeah over, overall you know um i i i would say you know blank man does have does have its play, does have its role in in, in that in, in the firmament, um, I, I and I and I and I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot, uh, uh maybe maybe a reboot of Blank Man because I feel like, I feel like there could be some there could be certain elements that you could that you could take with, with Blank Man that could be um that could be remixed into something something stronger something maybe a bit edgier something a bit darker, you know, um, but but I'll, I'll I'll table I'll table those those ideas uh, uh, for, for later on, um, but yes overall, uh, Blank Man, um, yeah it's 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 a fine film it's a fine comedy, um, Damon Wayans what can I say, I mean yeah here it is I I will say though um, I'm a little I'm a little peeved. At the, at the DVD copy I got because when I ordered Blank Man off Amazon, um, it said it, I was I was expecting a you know both a, a widescreen and full screen version you know like like one of those old school flipper DVDs where the where one side is widescreen, one side is full screen. This is just full screen, and, and mind you, look I'm not expecting a Cinemascope you know two point thirty five one aspect ratio for Blank Man of all films, but come on man, I mean this they just they just gave me the full screen version. Of this of this film, and you know, I'm I'm all about I'm all about you know watching films in their proper aspect ratio. So I don't know, maybe maybe the widescreen uh, uh print of Blank Man is out of is, is out of print, I guess. But maybe maybe the full screen versions are the only ones available. But not that it really matters all that much. But it was just a minor a minor peeve that uh, uh that that I that I that I that I saw. Um, but but overall, um, Blank Man, um funny film I, I i enjoyed it and like i said it could very well be very well be because i'm in such a good i've, I've been in such a great mood um in, in, in these past past few months but well in the, or these past month and a half rather but hey you know what it, hey you know it, it it is what it is i, I will definitely i'll watch blank man again yeah i'll say it. i will watch blank man again and uh you know it it, 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 it was fun. it was it was a fine film it it, 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 it was a fine film now, uh, moving on, uh, the next review is actually the first, 
This film, the first black superhero film, or the one of the, or perhaps arguably the earliest example that I could find of a black superhero film. This actually predated uh, Blank Man by one year. Since Blank Man came out in uh, 1994, uh, we had uh, Robert Townsend's uh, The Meteor Man right here. Uh, the Blu ray uh, was uh, produced by Olive Films. Um, this film, Blank, uh, Meteor Man, came out in 1993. Uh, it was written, written and directed by Robert Townsend. Um, and this film, uh, and I'm going to pull up the cast list here, has an all-star cast, um, which I can definitely appreciate more now than I did when I was a kid. So and so with Robert Townsend, who stars, right, who, who stars, wrote, and directed this film, you had the likes of Marla Gibbs, Eddie Griffin, Robert, Robert Guillaume, James Earl Jones, more on him, more on him in this film um another bad creation uh stephanie e williams uh roy fegan who plays the main villain simon kane the leader of the golden lords uh frank gorshin you know as the main uh, mobster anthony byers uh luther vandross sinbad naughty by nature cypress hill big daddy kane don Cheadle, uh nancy wilson the late uh tommy uh lister uh, aka debo jennifer lewis Wallace Shawn and John Witherspoon. This, this is a hell of a cast in any film. In any film, this is this is one hell of a cast right here. And you know, as a kid, I didn't really fully appreciate it, but now I, I mean, I can, I can say that with a lineup like that, it's like, you know, I, I got to commend Townsend for uh, putting together this roster. Um, so yeah, Meteor Man. It's uh, it's it came out in 1993, and it is. Uh, the as far as as far as I know, it, it is the earliest example uh, of of a black superhero film. So you know, well, well, that being said, you know, I don't I don't foresee anybody I know gonna take that's gonna take their time and energy and resources to make a a t shirt that's gonna acknowledge Meteor Man as the first black film superhero. I don't know anybody that's going to take their time to make a t-shirt like that and try to sell it and then try to plug it on various podcasts. I don't know anybody that's going to acknowledge Meteor Man as the first black superhero in t-shirt form. There's nobody I know. There's nobody I know who's going to do that. Um, but that reminds me, um, big shout out to our uh, one of our uh, podcast supporters and friend of the, friend of the show, Infamous Customs. Um, so if you so if, so if you're looking for a cool Codex Prime T-shirt or or a custom T-shirt or shirt of anything of any logo or anything any any designs of your heart's desire, check out Infamous Customs at M F A M U S Customs. Let me customize you. Just wanted to put that in there. So yes, uh, Meteor Man. Um, it is. It's a film that stars Robert Townsend as uh, one Jefferson Reed. Who's a, who's this mild-mannered school teacher uh, living in Washington D.C.? Um, his neighborhood is being terrorized by this uh, this cornball-looking gang known as the Golden Lords. You know, this all-black gang with a bunch of, with like their with you know you know dyed blonde hair. Um, Simon Kane is the leader of this gang, but they're also um, allied with this uh, this white mob outfit led led by Anthony Byers, Frank Gorshin's character. Um, and so, uh, Meteor Man. Uh, one day, he's you know, you know, he's seeing his 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 um, neighborhood being falling falling into ruin. 
one day um, after well well one night rather after being pursued by the golden lords and he's hiding in a dumpster he makes his way he tries to make his way home but all of a sudden this meteor collides into him um or rather it seems to kind of follow him instead of like diving instead of like falling straight to the ground so i guess like he was meant for greatness um you know what you know watching the watching his transformation when when robert townsend gets struck by the meteor i mean i didn't i didn't I, I didn't realize until now, like how just how you know kind of horrifying it looked, because like he kind of his whole body looked all burned and whatnot. He kind of looked like a burnt, like, like a burnt pop tart or something like that. But like, but yeah, like there was some there was a little bit of like a body horror element right there when you saw like the the meteor caving his chest in and you seeing his burnt skin being, you know, as he's being you know you know kind of burnt to a crisp. But then you know he also recovers in the in the hospital almost immediately, you know all the, his his burns are gone, um, and um, he realizes that he has superpowers. Now the one thing that I didn't really I wasn't really feeling about Meteor Man, you know, revisiting this film is that not only is his powers are his powers finite. You know, his powers, you know, gradually drain throughout the course of the film. But the film doesn't really define it doesn't really prov- it doesn't really provide any hard and fast rules for the scope of Meteor Man's powers. So it felt like Robert Townsend sat down and thought, what are Meteor Man's powers? The answer is yes. So basically, Robert, I mean, so basically Meteor Man has all the superpowers you can think of. Super strength. Uh, he can fly. He has X-ray vision. He can see through people's clothes and and walls. Um, apparently, he can put his hands into the soil and grow a huge garden out of nowhere. Um, he can talk to his dog, and his dog can understand him. He can actually, you know, through barking, you know, you see the, the subtitles of what the dog's saying. Um, what else? What else can he do? Um, he, he has he has super speed. So like, there's a there's a scene where. Um, there's a scene where the Golden Lords they're they're about to like they're opening fire on, you know, some of his some of his neighbors you know standing on the sidewalk and then Meteor Man is zipping back and forth back and forth blocking all the bullets like he's Wonder Woman. Um, I will say Wonder Woman did it way better just so, just just so you know I mean let, there's no argument there let's keep it real. But yeah he has so yeah super speed apparently and also most peculiar most most interestingly whenever he touches whenever he touches a book. He can absorb and 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 he can absorb all the information from said book for about thirty seconds, which I thought was a very interesting power. So it felt like it felt like Robert Townsend had a bunch of ideas of of what of what Meteor Man's powers are, and he decided to like put them all into this like one superhero jambalaya of a character. And I felt like I felt like you know I felt like the character had way too many ideas going on at once. I felt like he could have focused on at least two or three powers, and and you could have had like a more you know more focused a bit a, a bit more solidified, uh, a more consistent character, and 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 also you know taking out that element of oh he loses he loses his powers in the end. Although I do understand why that was like for a dramatic effect, um, but but that's like but that's you know but that's neither here but that's just um. You know, a minor quibble at best. Um, I I will say with with Meteor Man, um, when I was a kid, I th- I thought it was corny, but looking at it now, I I, I mean, I mean it, it is a bit corny, but I I do admire I I, can, I I do appreciate the the earnestness 
and the and the open-hearted honesty that Robert Townsend brought to this character because and, and the story because you know yeah even though the story is a bit rough and it could have used some fine-tuning I felt like you know Robert Townsend you know wanted to use this character as like a cipher a, a beacon of you know of use of of tapping into what makes what makes superheroes so appealing you know why do we as not just nerds but as comic book fans but also as just people like why what is it about heroes what is it about superheroes that 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 you know appeals to us you know just as ordinary folk and i think robert townsend to his credit does tap into it in his own way where where the notion of meteor man losing his powers is you know it's 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 a way of saying okay you know we we are attracted to superheroes because of their powers and their extraordinary feats, um, but we but we stay with the characters, we stay with the heroes because of who they are, because of what they inspire in others. You know, be, we may not have superpowers, but we can do our part to you know help help our communities, help our fellow, you know, help our fellow citizens. And I think that you know his character, to his credit, you know, however 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 cheesily you know he gets that point across with through through meteor man and i think that and I, and that's something i can actually really appreciate uh in this film um you know i i, I also i i also um did appreciate the one scene where you know he's got like the cypress hill the cypress hill bloods uh having a shootout with the cops and then meteor man steps in and then he has like the both the the both the bloods and the cops you know put down their arms and and you know actually join together to actually give a shit about the community instead of like tearing it apart i thought i thought, I thought that was i thought that was kind of like oh that's a, that's a little neat um Although, like in twenty twenty one, that shit probably that shit would not happen. That that shit would be looked at like, what are you doing? Like, you can't have that in a in a in a modern in a modern film in twenty twenty one, for for many reasons, um, unfortunately. Um, you know the 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 the, the scenes where um, where where Townsend actually where, where Meteor Man actually grows the 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 community you know I, and shout outs to um you know Aaron Ferguson for pointing it out on his podcast where you know Robert Thompson commented on food deserts you know there's you know in in many impoverished you know neighborhoods aka the ghettos of America you know there there's not there's no viable super supermarkets for like miles from like miles around and you know when you have community gardens you know they make all the difference you know in terms of like providing access for for fresh produce and you see that uh, being addressed in the film. Um, I I also enjoyed um, uh, the casting of um his parents played by Marla Gibbs and Robert Guillaume. Um, I thought I thought it was so cool, you know, and, and and you know, looking at Marla Gibbs, like her character does share that same enthusiasm as um Lynn Thigpen in Blank Man, where they're both matriarchs who who are so supportive and so enthusiastic of their of their son or grandson respectively, and they take the time to you know create, um or fo- or help foster uh, the creativity of of their of their kin to like to make sure that they you know take the good fight. You know, fight the good fight. So, like the scenes where you see Marla Gibbs, you know, uh, gleefully creating different superhero costumes, uh, uh, suits for for Meteor Man, kind of like you know, kind of like a like a homemade version of Tony Stark in the first Iron Man film, creating the Mark One armor, and then he creates the Mark Two, and then he settles on the Mark Three with the classic uh, uh, red and gold um, 
uh, color color pattern. Um, I thought I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Eddie Griffin as the scientist that was that was that was a bit that was a bit amusing. Um, one I I will say like one one casting one casting decision that I that I was I still wasn't feeling was how Robert Townsend treated James Earl Jones in this film. Now. Why 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 did he have to do James Earl Jones the way he did in Meteor Man? You had you had this man, James Earl Jones, a living legend, wearing all these bad wigs and he's dressing way too young for his age, like he's trying to cling on to his youth which was which has passed him by decades ago. Um you, you got this man wearing a lopsided high top fade like he's Gumby. Um well, come on, man. Like Yo, I mean, and granted, granted, yes, it's on the one hand, you know, it's not, it's not often you get to see James Earl Jones doing like broad comedy like that, but James Earl Jones is is, is a he's an actor of 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 import of prestige. You you, you got to give him more more respect than than how than how he was given than what we, what he was given in Meteor Man. Like I was like, I still wasn't quite feeling how he was uh, presented in the film. Like you, you could have presented James Earl Jones with a bit with with much more dignity, uh, Robert Townsend. Um, let me see. Uh, what 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 else did I appreciate about the film? Um, uh, about Meteor Man. Um, you know, I, I will say like um, you know, it it does have that '90s jankiness of. You know of of the visual effects, which incidentally were done by Industrial Light and Magic, um, but you know I, I guess they were I guess they were just like it was just like a, it kind of came off as like a little rush job of sorts. But you know it's it's it is what it is. It kind of gets the job done. Um, I did I did notice one plot hole, uh, one plot hole in Meteor Man, uh, which was kind of weird. So so there's a scene where after Meteor Man saves the the people on the sidewalk, his family from getting shot up. Um, and he start, and he starts realizing that he's losing his powers, um, and so so um, Eddie Griffin you know realizes that he's losing his powers too. In the next scene, when the Golden Lords you know break into his apartment and then you know Robert Townsend is hiding behind the couch, you know you you have um, the the main villain Simon who says that he's losing his powers. So wait a minute. So it's like how how did Simon know? that meteor man was losing his powers there was nothing that was that would have suggested that so that was that was a plot hole right there because it's like wait a minute how, how would he have gotten that information um right uh right there and there so the film the film didn't really didn't really um didn't really provide that so that was an example of the, of the screenplay being a bit jank right there um oh of course like this i'm, I'm still thinking about it like the, the scene where where meteor man uh breaks into where he storms the crack house, which is run by Bismarck Key. And then he's like, he's like, out of the way, crack boy. I'm Meteor Man. There'll be no more drugs in this neighborhood. <laughs> that that had me rolling for some reason. Because the fact that he just said, out of my way, crack boy. Like, well, as if crack boy was a supervillain, apparently. I don't know. There was something something about the the delivery of that line that, that had me rolling. So, so there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, <laughs> overall, um, Meteor Man, um, like I said, it, it's, it's an earnest film. Um, I, I do appreciate the earnestness and the, um, 
the 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 heart that the, that Robert Townsen poured into this character. Um, much like Blank Man, I would not mind seeing Meteor Man um, get uh, get revisited in the form of a reboot or or what have you. Much like Blank Man, there is a dark there is a dark path that you can take, a dark approach that you can take with this character that I feel would be awesome. You know, so you know, so overall, like I said, Meteor Man, definitely check it out. Uh, much like Blank Man, it it, it, it it does make for for like a you know, cool double feature, which I had to do. Um, so yeah, you can watch these two films back to back. Yes, I will say once again, both films have their place in the uh, black cinema canon and black superhero firmament. But I will say that um, as both films, as both films sort of you know built the table, that you know other superhero of uh, uh, films and television shows eat off of uh, proudly. Um. I, it is so fortunate that younger generations, that younger audiences do not have to take time to watch these films. They can stick with their Black Panthers and their Luke Cages and their Black Lightnings and their, um, you know, Sam Wilsons from the MCU and even Cyborg from, you know, the DC. Um, yes, yeah, stick with those. And of course, stick stick with those. You're, you're, you're better off with um, with those. uh with 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 uh, and of course Black Panther of course can't forget Black Panther yeah yeah so so younger audiences can stick with those and they can watch Meteor Man and Blank Man at least just a, just a just out of like a historical curiosity just to see you know you know where it all began in the in the black cinema uh, firmament um um oh yeah and of course uh, Meteor Man um um the, in terms of his casting, uh, yes, there, there is um, there there was one there was one bit of casting that I didn't really that I I didn't really appreciate. Well, especially it now, now in twenty twenty one. But I felt that how this person was presented, I'm like, yes, this person who shall not be named, who is a Jello pudding eaten serial rapist creep. We're gonna call we're gonna call this person the creep. We will not mention this person's name on this podcast. Like I said, this person is this, per, this person gets a crisp and watch treatment, persona, persona non grata. I did appreciate the fact that Robert Townsend gave the creep no lines of dialogue. I was not feeling the fact that the creep actually actually helped save the day. I wasn't really feeling that. I felt that the creep in this film had more dignity than James Earl Jones in Meteor Man. That that's 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 what takes Meteor Man down a couple notches for me. And that's and that's another reason why I enjoyed Black Man more. I thought Black Man was more solidly funny and more consistent in its tone, um, but 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 you know that's 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 neither here nor there. So so the the, the creeps appearance in Meteor Man aside, it's still worth watching. Um, like I said, watching it now in 2021, I enjoyed both films. They are what they are. I appreciate them for their place. Um, and yeah, so. So so yes, even though I lost the bet, I do not regret uh, picking up both films. Yes, I will keep both films in my collection. I will not give them away or use them as frisbees or paperweights like like I was planning to. Um, but yeah, they'll 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 have they'll both have a place on my um, on my in my collection on my shelves. Now now earlier I, I did say that I did have some ideas of like where both Blank Man and Meteor Man could go in terms of like modern reboots. So like, you know, thinking about like the like the Batman um um 
connection between both films. I'm thinking like you could actually take a, a unique approach with both Blank Man and Meteor Man. So 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 here's what I'm thinking like how both films could, could sort of like collide, right? Follow me now. So so there there's a bit of a dark element in Blank Man, right? So you can lean on those you can lean on those further. So my so a, a possible idea you could have for Blank for for like a, a reboot, a modern reboot of Blank Man is, you know, much like um much like Jeremy Irons in in Bat, in the Zack Snyder Batman Batman films, where he's not just a butler, he actually helps uh, Bruce Wayne develop tools to fight crime. In Blank Man, you could have the grandmother character actually not only be supportive of of her, of her grandbaby's you know fight 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 um, crime fighting you know, crusade. But you can have the grandmother, you know, sort of like have a backstory where she's like she, where she's also like a bit of an inventor herself, you know, and she actually helps Blankman develop, you know, weaponry and, and tools and actually helps develop his suit, you know, and, 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 and all of his armaments to fight crime. So, you know, she's kind of like a gruff but lovable figure. And so she helps Blankman, you know, develop the tools of the trade and. Um, you know, and, you know, Blank Man's fighting crime, you know, you know, he's getting the will of the people and you have his brother, Kevin, you know, much like in the original film where he, you know, he practices karate. You can have him actually still do that where he's like, you know, training, training youths and other people to sort of like fight, you know, and defend themselves in, in, the, in their crime ridden neighborhood. And so you can have a scene where, you know, much like in the first film, you know, his, his grandmother's gunned down. But this time you see it on film. So you get to see his, his grandmother being gunned down and it's shot in slow motion, Zack Snyder style. Um, and then and then you see, you know, the, the funeral where where Black Man is is makes a vow over her casket that, you know, he's going to he's going to continue. He's going to continue the fight. And he figures out that, you know, Manelli is the one who, you know, who put her grandmother in, in the grave. So, um so like as he, as he's trying to as he's trying to fight as he's trying to like you know go after Manelli's forces, you ha- you'll, you can you can also have another scene where uh, Black Man fails to save the mayor, you know, because you know you know for for one reason for one reason or other the mayor mayor dies he couldn't save him, and so that actually sends Black Man over the edge. So Black Man feels like he's not doing enough to fight crime. So Black Man takes it upon himself to become darker, to become much more harsh in his methods. So. So whenever he's fighting, so whenever, so whenever he's fighting criminals, he takes a branding iron of the Blank Man logo and he he sizzles it onto the foreheads of of the criminals that that um that he that he beats nearly half to death and leaves for the for the cops to apprehend, and so the cops are like, "What is this? Like Blank Man's gone rogue? Like he's seeing he's he's searing the he's using his branding iron to sear the Blank Man logo in, in in criminals' faces," and then and then you know Kevin Kevin's a little Kevin actually, you know he he's um. He, he because because he's also motivated by 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 his grandmother's death, he decides to take it upon himself to train, um, to train his students in kung fu, but also as Blank Man's personal army, you know you know the the Blank Army if you will, so like the Blank Knights if you will. So Blank Man and the Blank and the Blank Knights sort of like take their crime fighting crusade against Minelli, and and right and then like you have a scene where where you know Blank Man and Minelli they're they're having a fight. And um and Manelli and Manelli shoots Blank Man, but Blank Man's suit is bulletproof or his onesie is bulletproof, so you know it bounces off. However, much like in the much like in the original film, Blank Man did not take the time to create a, a bulletproof suit 
for Kevin. So Kevin's actually gunned down and he dies in, in Blank Man's arms. And and Blank Man, consumed by his failure to to not only save the mayor, but also save his brother, Blank Man just goes full tilt. You know, he 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 beats down Manelli, you know, to, to death. Um, he brands his corpse with his Blank Man logo and and he just goes on a tear. Just, you know, just, you know, going on this violent one man crusade using his Blank Knights army to to run roughshod all over the streets of Chicago. OK, so Blank Man is full. This is, is fully dark. So now this actually this actually take this actually piques the attention of of Meteor Man. So now you can you can have the Meteor Man reboot film where where it takes place in the same universe as Blank Man. And Meteor Man, you know, like I said, like in the first film like the original film, he's a mild mannered teacher, you know, he he gets hit by a meteor. But this time, let's let's lean into the body horror elements of Meteor Man. So you know when when his body was burned? This time keep his body burned that way. Actually keep Meteor Man's body you know, being partially burned and like partially made of this meteorite um, material, so it kind of looks like a horrible amalgamation of like, you know, a, a burn victim and a, and the thing from Fantastic Four, right? And he's like, I'm a monster, ah, and you know, the, and you know, but 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 as a juxtaposition of Blank Man, you know, Meteor Man still retains his humanity. He he still retains his you know, his, his sanity and his, and his, and a sense of goodness. And so, you know, he still becomes the, you know, the community savior and he, and, and the community, you know, supports him despite his, you know, his appearance. And, you know, he still becomes an inspiring figure to others. So Meteor Man is more like the Superman of the, in this universe, but he also hears about Blank Man's violent, violent exploits in Chicago. So you'll have a film where where Blank Man and Meteor Man collide, so it's like the Dawn of Justice uh, uh, phase where Meteor Man stop tries to stop Blank Man. So you'll have a scene where 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 Blank Man, you know, he's you know he's he's roaming the streets, you know, he's 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 just you know unfortunately laid waste to some more criminals, branding them as he as he goes. And then there's a scene where, you know, Blank Man, you know, he's riding his, um, you know, like in, in, in the original film, he's riding his, 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 motor, his motorcycle that's, all, that's on rails, much like in the first film. So he's riding his motorcycle on rails, like on the train tracks. And then, and then, when, then, when, his attention is, then when his attention is diverted, he looks up and he realizes that Meteor Man is standing right in front of him. And so, boom, the, 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 the motorcycle collides in the Meteor Man. And then... And then, uh, then Blank Man's knocked unconscious. He's knocked for a loop a bit, but then he comes to. And then Meteor Man just simply walks up to Blank Man and goes, and goes, the next time you see your symbol in the sky, don't go to it. The Blank is dead. Bury it. Consider this mercy. You know, warning Blank Man to not continue his violent crusade. And so Blank Man looks at Meteor Man and goes, tell me, do you bleed? And Meteor Man just looks at him and flies away, and then you see the cut to cut to the the zoom in on Blank Man's face, and where he goes, you will. And then you know, and you know they have they have their fight, and you know they um you know they 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 have their they have their one on one, and just where Blank Man is about to, Blank Man actually you know invents some armor that you know actually gets the that he gets a drop on meteor man and just as just as he's, he's about to brand him you know much like all the criminals he, he has you know 
suddenly there's like a flash of light. There's like a flash of light that engulfs them both. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you find them in, in, in this whole other dimension. It, it looks like a ruined neighborhood, right? A, a ruined neighborhood. So so now you have you have both Blank Man and Meteor Man figuring out, like, what the hell is going on? Where are we? And and I'm just, feel, I'm just, I'm just thinking about this treatment, by the way. So, so you have this film, right, where they're figuring out where they are. You know, what, 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 are we, what are we to do? Next thing you know, who should appear? Who should appear uh, from the from the shadows? But, and, and this is and this is crossing streams for one of my earlier ideas. You you hear you hear someone, you hear someone walk. You hear footsteps, and they're fr- and you hear them go, dread dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives still the same. And who should appear but an evil Steve Urkel? That's right. I am actually co- I am actually combining my dark my dark reboot of Family Matters with the universe of Blankman and Meteor Man. So so an evil Steve Urkel who apparently survived you know my 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 original pitch right. He's been he's been he's been biding his time and he's coming back and he wants to not only take over the world. And, and show you how evil Urkel is, but he also wants to somehow take over the entire multiverse. So, so Blank Man and Meteor Man have to come together, and they have to summon all of the black superheroes from from every from every possible franchise and can and, and canon, like Black Lightning, Blade, um, uh, Black Panther. Um, well, they have to recast Black Panther. Maybe John David Washington, um, Cyborg. You know, Sam Wilson, War Machine. Um, Misty Knight, Luke Cage. They get hit. They have to summon every oh, even even Mantis and Michael J. White Spawn. They have to summon every single black superhero from the ether, you know, to to to, to stop this 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 menace, this evil menace known as Steve Urkel, you know, who has emerged from the dark universe to try to take to try to stop to try to put a stop to our superheroes once and for all. And and you can call and you can call. The the, the 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 climactic battle or film I don't know um, crisis of infinite blackness something like that yes crisis of infinite blackness and then together you have all of these heroes getting together to 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 try to stop to put a stop to to Steve Urkel and his nefarious schemes to take over the multiverse and and, and all of this so so yes you can you can actually bring you can actually bring back you know. Uh, uh, my family, my my original Family Matters dark, my dark Family Matters pitch, mix it in with the elements of the Dark Blank Man and the Dark Meteor Man universes. Boom, there it is. That's how you bring back, bring back not only Blank Man and Meteor Man, but also Family Matters. See, see, you know, see, I I, I wanted to find a way to rework my Dark Family Matters pitch, and that's how I did it. Boom, there it is. It's great. I cannot see any of your comments here by now. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm seeing that there's 45 comments right now. I cannot wait to read to read. Well, 46 now. I can't wait to read what what you guys are thinking about right now. I still think that my dark my dark family matters pitch can still work well in this universe right here. But what say you? Let me know what you think uh, in the comments below as well. Now, so so yeah, you know. I had, to, I had to sprinkle a little outlandishness there, <laughs> but um, but yes, um, but yes. Uh, all jokes aside, yes. Uh, Blank Man and Meteor Man, once again, 
I did enjoy both films. Um, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly watch them again. And, and like I said, I would not mind seeing a reboot of both films. Now, seeing as how both films did uh, reference Batman, uh, you know what? I mean, actually, actually, now that I think about it, um, excuse me. If you're, if you're, if you're thinking about bringing back both films, um, as, a, as it stands, I know that Marvel had a, a, a comic book tie-in of, of Meteor Man shortly after the movie came out. But Meteor Man is actually owned by MGM, which is also owned by Amazon because they bought them. And Blank Man is owned by Sony Columbia Pictures. So I could kind of see, you know, Sony Columbia, they do work with Marvel with, with your Spider-Man. So I can, I can kind of see like something like, Maybe maybe some maybe they can like kind of sell the rights to to Marvel or you know with the Batman references you can kind of see both films or both franchises going to Warner Brothers. I, I would like to see what Warner Brothers does. Give 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 Blank Man and 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 uh, Meteor Man the DC EU treatment, right? We I th- I, th- I think we would all love to see that. And also. Uh, before I sign off here, uh, speaking of the DCEU, you know, um, I, I know that Pop Stew took a lot of, uh, they, they were taken aback at the fact that I claimed that um, that a certain DCEU film uh, was better than both Blank Man and Meteor Man. And like I said, as much as I enjoyed both Blank Man and Meteor Man, I want to take some time to let the people know, especially Pop Stew, that we're gonna ha- we're go- what, that we we are going to acknowledge, right? And we're gonna pay and we're gonna give flowers, much deserved flowers, to a certain DCEU film that does not get enough love. And I'm talking about. Hold on a second here. As I as I change my zoom background. I'm talking about Birds of Prey. Okay, listen, listen to me, people. Birds of Prey, right? Okay, I, I, I still got the steelbook right here. Look at it. Look, 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 look at it. Look at it. Birds of Prey, right here. We need to give Birds of Prey its flowers. All right. This is this is a not only an enjoyable DCEU film, and yes, it is better than both Blank Man and Meteor Man combined. Let's not front people. Let's not front because this one is obviously better filmed. You know, better cast and all that. But whatever. Look, look. I don't think Birds of Prey gets enough love. I think Pop Stew, y'all need to show this film a little more respect. Carl Bird, you need to show this film a bit more respect. Friend of the show, Jim Savard, you need to show this film more respect. Put some respect on Birds of Prey's name, all right? As a matter of fact, I did some math. I, I, I did a little bit of maths before we started this podcast, before I started this podcast, right? Okay, so I mentioned before that Birds of Prey is better than a certain number of Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Um, now, currently, there as of as of this as of this recording, there are twenty seven films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe catalog. Now, after doing some math here, um, with twenty seven films, Birds of Prey is actually better than eleven MCU films. So, eleven films, you know, from twenty seven. That means that Birds of Prey is better than forty percent. That's right, 40% of the Marvel Cinematic Universe catalog. And, 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 what, and what, what encapsulates that 40%, might, might, might you ask? I'll tell you what. Birds of Prey is better than the following. It is better than The Incredible Hulk. It is better than Iron Man 2 and 3. 
It's better than Thor, the first one, and Thor, the Dark World. It's better than Ant-Man. It's better than Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Eternals. Excuse me a second. Gotta, you know. Bit of a cold, but whatever. But yes, yes, we have established on this show, we have established on this show, after doing some maths, that yes, Birds of Prey is better than those 11 MCU films. That, that, that equates to 40% of the MCU catalog. So quite frankly, with, with a ratio like that, y'all need to give Birds of Prey, y'all need to give Harley Quinn and company their flowers here and now. Because we will not have any more Birds of Prey slander on the Codex Prime podcast. All right? So again, I'll run on those films. Birds of Prey is better than Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, Thor of the Dark World, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Eternals. It's math. And you can't dispute numbers, people. It's math. And, you know, let, let's take it a step further. You know, um, looking looking at looking at the, uh, some of some of the other films in the in, in the DCEU catalog, I feel like the DCEU deserves a little more respect than 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 some people uh, give it. So let's look at uh, let's look at the other the other two um, DCEU offerings from earlier this year: The Suicide Squad with John Cena and E.G. Selba, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So Zack Snyder's Justice League is actually better than fifty five percent of the MCU catalog. That's right. So that means the the 11 MCU films I mentioned, plus, um, let me see, Age of Ultron. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League is also better than Spider-Man um, Homecoming. It's better, it's better than Spider-Man Far From Home. And it's better than Thor Ragnarok. So that's uh, 12, 13, 14, that's 15 films that, that Zack Snyder's Justice League is actually better than. Uh, that The same ratio... Also goes with The Suicide Squad from, from this year. The Suicide Squad is actually better than 55% of the MCU's catalog as well. The aforementioned films I mentioned. Uh, Wonder Woman from 2017. You know, uh, one of my, perhaps my second favorite film in the MCU. Um, it's actually better than 66.6% of the Marvel Cinematic Universe catalog. That's right. Wonder Woman is better than then the aforementioned 15 films I mentioned, so that includes um, Ultron, Spider-Man, Homecoming, Far From Home, and Thor Ragnarok. Plus, it's better than the first Iron Man. It's better than Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So yes, Wonder Woman from 2017 is better than those aforementioned MCU films. Um, and then you get into some smaller ratios. Um, Wonder Woman 84, I'd say it's better than 40% of the MCU's catalog, along with Shazam. Also 40%. Aquaman, it's better than 33.3% of, uh, the, of the MCU catalog. It's not better than Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel, I would say Man of Steel is better than at, at least 30%, maybe 25 to 30% of the MCU's catalog. So all that is to say that I think that the DCEU not only deserves a bit more respect, but more specifically, Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey, is better, not only better than 40% of your precious Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it deserves a way more respect than than Pop Stew and and, and and Carl Bird give it and Jim Savard. So yeah. 
so yeah, that I just wanted to put that out there um, as I wrap up uh, this edition of Victor's Corner. So, as I give uh, as I give Birds of Prey its flowers, um, I want to thank you all for watching and listening to uh, this episode of Victor's Corner. Um, and like I said, um, uh, thank you all so much. And thank you so much for supporting us, supporting our podcast uh, throughout throughout this year. Um, we're gonna have more stuff uh, uh, coming down the pike as we um, as 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 we move along. Um, and I'll, and I'll, and also um i'm i'm getting some i'm getting some text from my group chat no no th- thank thank goodness um seriously it is not it is not covid it's just a mere cold i have which which i've which i've just gotten over it's just a mere mere sniffles i take mucinex but anyway but yes thank you so much uh for watching and listening to our to our uh, podcast um we will we will be back on um Tuesday, January 11th, we will have another episode of the Codex Prime podcast. Right now, we're just taking a two-week break, you know, just enjoying the holidays and the new year. Um, once again, you can catch all of our episodes on SoundCloud, as well as Spotify, iTunes, um, Stitcher, um, what else, iHeartRadio, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts, just Google Codex Prime, and you can pretty much pull up our episodes just about anywhere. Um, all of our all of our episodes, uh, our main episodes of the podcast, we're on uh, Facebook Live um, every Tuesday evening around 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can also follow us on social media at Twitter, at Codex Prime Cast, and Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. Also, you can follow me on Instagram as well, at Victor Omoyo. So yeah, that that about wraps it up for this this edition of Victor's Corner. Uh, once again, um, um, I, we, I hope you enjoyed my reviews of both Blank Man and Meteor Man. Um, uh, tune in next year uh, once we come back on January 11th. Um, I can't wait to read all of your comments here. Um, <laughs> once again, as always, I will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds, and have a happy new year. And let's hope that uh, and let's let's make 2022 a more prosperous, a more positive, a more uh, empowering, and a more uh, fruitful and more progressive year as well. Catch y'all on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Have a happy new year. <laughs>